0: Welcome to another episode of The Money Talks Podcast. As always, I am your host, Matt The Money Cage. I am a pro wrestler, and this is a show where we talk about everything, but it's really about nothing. Um, I'm sitting here with one of my good friends. He is a master of many trades, um, but the one that he has, in my opinion, shined the most in is using his skill which is just being a beautiful man. Uh, And he is a fantastic male model that I met here in Chicagoland. I'm sitting with my good friend, Jack Fogarty. How are you doing? (laughs)
1: Hey, guys. Um, I'm doing great, man. It's good to see you, man.
0: It's been a long time. Uh, we have been... I've known this guy for what about almost a year now.
1: Yeah, it's Just probably about. been a year. I think my anniversary at the horseshoe was Valentine's Day of 2016. <laughs> well, there you go. I can't believe it's been that long. I also did not know
0: that it was Valentine's Day that you started. Uh, we discussed the horseshoe on a previous episode, and... Um, and that's, uh, I met this gentleman go-go dancing at the Lucky Horseshoe Lounge mm-hmm. here in Chicago. Um, however, the difference between Jack and myself or Jack and previous guests, uh, Michael Wolf, um, Jack actually was a go-go dancer at the Lucky Horseshoe, but he is not gay. He is a straight man. So uh, for the first time, we have a normal straight male on this podcast. So, I wouldn't call myself normal. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you have to be... In the- Abnormal to be a go-go dancer for any amount of time, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, or <laughs> especially if you're straight. Yeah, definitely at least open to things, you know. So well, that's fair. um So let's go into that um, here in a little bit. But first, uh, just go ahead and give some of your background. You know, even still to this this point, you know, I only know like so much about you. You only know so much about me. There's mm-hmm. a lot of surface stuff, but um, for the listeners, you know, I know that you did not grow up in Chicago and uh, you grew up in Ohio, right?
1: Yeah, a small town called Cheshland, Ohio. Um, it's very rural, you know, um, you've got a lot of land uh, in between, like, you know, you and your neighbors and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was a 10, 15-minute drive from the nearest gas station and grocery store. Everyone had a car because public transit was not existing our, in our little town, so... How much of a shock is that now? If you grew up there
0: and you live in Chicago, where public transportation is such a big thing,
1: I love it. I love <laughs> Public transportation. Uh, my cars were my worst enemy back home. So many speed tickets. So many. <laughs> it was terrible. But uh, yeah, like it's just uh, it, it's really cool, man. Like I've always loved the cityscapes. Uh, you know, I visit New York, I visit LA, I visit Chicago, and and the first time that I visited Chicago, that was when I want to move here because I fell in love with the city just entering in from the highway.
0: I can, I can feel you on that. Like, I remember, um, I was dating someone, uh, for a period of time. And, uh, before that, anytime I came to Chicago, I was only here wrestling. So we would just come into town. We'd go to the venue, we'd wrestle and leave. Mm-hmm. And once I was here, like, I just remember like observing the city for the first time. I was like, yeah, I feel like I could be here. Like this could be home. So, mm-hmm. um, so you've been here for about a year now, just it's March 1st. Now we're recording this podcast. Yep. So, um, you see yourself being here? Are you a long-term guy mm-hmm. right now?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I actually just came back from a trip from uh, New Orleans for Mardi Gras. So you were in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. How was that? Uh, loads the fun, man. Um, I uh, actually had a lot of people asking me uh, if I was going to move down to New Orleans uh, after my stay. And I was like, no, no, not really. Because it's like one of those things where it's like, it's almost like another world down there. It's like uh, another country or something like that. Uh, still, um, a, a decent amount of, uh, racism and like, you know, religious, uh, kind of, um, uh, tension. Um, uh, I was surprised considering that's a reasonably liberal city yeah. uh, for the South, but like, you know, I still picked up on these things because I'm not used to seeing them in, in daily life. Um, but you know, I, I would just kind of laugh and be like, no, Chicago's where I'm going to stay, especially since the boy I've been here for a year. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: so you uh, you had mentioned to me that you were down there for like some work, some play, like what all were you down there in, uh, in NOLA for?
1: Oh man, okay, so <clears throat> I I go-go danced at a place called The Corner Pocket down there, uh, oh. little plugs then. But uh, yeah, I danced there for, for three nights met some really cool guys, um, you know, and uh, it's it's great because you get to talk to the locals a little bit more, and uh, I also uh, do massotherapy and uh, reiki therapy, so I had a couple clients that I picked up down there doing that. Uh, the the play part was a mixture of um, a couple uh, different things. You know, last day I was down there uh, just kind of uh, soul-searching through the, the city streets. You know, uh, predominantly Bourbon Street is where the big parties are at. Absolutely. And essentially imagine just, like, a big college party, but everyone's, like, flooding the streets, and, like, you can take drinks from one bar to the next and everything like that. So it's just, it's total madness. Um, and, like, the bars really are only, like, uh, man, they're a fraction of the size of the ones in Chicago. Like It's literally like a small-towny college bar that you're walking into, and n- uh, any number of them back and forth. Great food for people that can eat gluten and dairy and fried foods. Which
0: is well, something I wanted to touch on here in a little <laughs> bit, because uh, it's just something that I cannot understand, and I have my things that I can't eat, but we'll come back to that. Um,
1: so it was, it was a little difficult for me to eat down in the South. I literally think I had... Uh, my meals were like eggs... Uh, Shrimp salad, chicken salad, shrimp salad, chicken salad, shrimp salad, crawfish salad. Um, But uh, for the play part, probably the the most uh, intriguing thing that I did down there, and you can resonate with this because you are a pro wrestler. I should have consolidated with you a little bit beforehand uh, asking for some advice, but I did a lube wrestling contest. Oh my god um, yeah and there was like five people involved and uh, you <laughs> know it was like in a little kiddie pool for this drag show and like a hundred bucks was the prize and you did know you win? I did not win um, See,
0: that's what people always ask me well did you win at your meet even though yeah. what I do is predetermined but I have to ask
1: you know did you win <laughs> I, did, I did not win no I actually uh, I was I was wrestling with my roommate uh, for the first round which was terrible to pit brothers against each other, man, you know, how dare they in New Orleans, um, but, uh, you know, uh, he actually got some lube in his eye, <laughs> and we had to stop the wrestling If your match.
0: roommate is who I think it is it at is. this point, okay, then I feel like that that's something uh, he's had happen before.
1: <laughs> well, I, they didn't have towels ready for us or anything like that, so, like, it was just like, you know, what are we going to do from here, and, you know, they did, like, a little crowd applause of who won and who didn't because we stopped, like, you know, probably three quarters of the way through, and they picked him, so... You know, uh, I got knocked out early, but I came back for a second round because there was five people, and uh, there was a three-person three, three person death match, and, like, I just kind of backed up. Deathmatch? Covered in lube? Covered in lube, yeah, in <laughs> a tiny-ass tiny little, like, pool thing, and, like, I just kind of backed off because, like, it was going to be Brandon and I versus the other guy, and I didn't want to, like, have to, like, you know, do a tag sounds, team thing. This sounds like a, a mess figuratively and literally, honestly. Oh, but. all the above, man. All the above. <laughs> and let me tell you something, like, First off, that shit tastes really bad. Now, as a straight guy, I don't really have to deal with it. Yeah. But, um, you know, it tastes really shitty. Also, um, your
0: choice of words there, that the <laughs> lube tastes very shitty, might not have been the best choice. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, I'll keep that in mind for, for what I'm talking about later. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, and, and just like it's really uh, gross to have it on you for a extended of time. Like I said, they did not have towels for us. So, until uh, we went to the hotel to get back and shower, you know, it was pretty... Sticky, yeah, sticky man. Sticky mess. Yeah, exactly. No one wanted to shake my hand, hug me. I felt, I felt shunned by the world, really. <laughs> well, I guess
0: it's uh, it's kind of uh, your own personal entry in its own way to uh, life as a gay man. <laughs> being shunned, being (laughs) sticky, covered in lube, um, being looked at. No, I'm kidding. Uh, No, that sounds like a blast, honestly. I've never been to New Orleans. Um, The South is a lot of fun, depending on where you go. Mm -hmm. Um, I was supposed to go to New Orleans uh, several years ago for a wrestling-related event um, and, and couldn't make it, but seeing as I'll be done wrestling soon... And I know that uh, a very large wrestling show next year, WrestleMania, will be in New Orleans. I believe it's next year. Um, I might have to go down there because I've always wanted to go. Um, I've always wanted to check out Bourbon Street. The closest that I've ever been to Bourbon Street is wrestling for a venue called Bourbon Street here in Chicagoland.
1: So it's not close not at all. the same. <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, um, going back real quick, just since you mentioned it, uh, what what is
1: uh, Masso? Was it massotherapy and massage? Okay. And yeah. then what is Reiki therapy? Reiki therapy is essentially in layman's terms, energy healing. So go into that a little bit. I need to know. Oh man. Okay. So it's, uh, I'll just kind of brief it really quick. Um, energy healing essentially is uh, me utilizing myself as a channel for the universal energy. I'm not a very religious person, but I'm very spiritual. Um, so I do believe in universal law and I do believe in, you know, um, that we're all connected with something, uh, plants, animals, people. Um, and I think that that gets kind of mixed up a little bit with religion. They put it, they put a tag on it, call it God or whatever. And that, um, uh, the differences between what they call that energy is what causes conflict. And that's why I choose not to call it anything and just let it be as it is, um, but essentially, I'm a channel for this, <clears throat> and I use that energy, not my own, to uh, purify people's energy channels. Um, also, it's used to relieve pain, stress. Uh, how I got into it is because I have a condition called colitis, and that's mainly stress induced, and it makes me bleed internally. Uh, you know, just to you know, give you a little little taste of that. But uh, I I had my first colonoscopy at the age of I want to say like 23 and I had four inflinders, my colon and two polyps that had to be removed and I started using Reiki therapy after I decided that uh, western medicine wasn't really helping me, I was masking my symptoms, it wasn't actually healing me Um, and I went to this and I started going to acupuncturists and uh, chiropractors and lo and behold I am standing here before you today off of any modern medicine and uh, you know just continuously keeping my diet straight and taking my herbal supplements and, and Cleansing myself as often as I can because uh, Chicago keeps us busy, man. It really does. Uh, I
0: mean, whatever you're doing is obviously working great. Uh, you're 27
1: or 8. I am 25. I'll be 26 March 13th. I completely age you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm joking, uh, man. Maybe I'm just thinking. I want you to be my age.
0: Uh, oh, I forgot. I, old I, old I want you to be, I want you to be my age. I want everyone to be my age so they mm. understand how I feel. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you. Uh, but yeah, what you're doing is is clearly working, you know you uh, especially living in chicago um and and being a busy man as, such as yourself, you know always out and about doing things like uh, you and I have not seen each other in months, and I know the last time that we did we were like, oh, we need to see each other we're gonna hang out I think uh, we literally saw each other on the street and just like walking past really each other, yeah. yeah, um which I think has been like our last several meetings, so like uh, I know that you're a busy guy um and a lot of the the time that you spend um keeping yourself busy is modeling. Mm-hmm. Um how does a rural Ohio boy uh such as yourself blessed with these dashing good looks um become a model besides being uh Dashing, handsome. <laughs> how does that happen?
1: How do you uh, how do you break into the business? Well, man. So it's a, it's a lot of luck, and uh, I'm still worried. It, it's a practice, you know, day by day. And um, I started off in Cleveland actually, and I was quote unquote found by this guy. Uh, you were discovered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, discovered whatever. Uh, but uh, lo and behold, it turned out that he was a scam artist, and I ended up losing my job uh, because he promised me. Uh, a spot in New York Fashion Week, and I, you know, saw the opportunity, and I'm like, you know what, they're not letting me out for of work, so I quit. And when I went to go meet him, he was like, we've already left, sorry, you know, sorry, but not sorry, and you know, we'll get in touch when we get back. And I'm like, you know what, with that and all the other things that had happened with it, can to save you the details. Uh, I'm just kind of done with him. So uh, essentially, I started my own business that summer. You know, I did landscaping for three months to support myself, and then. You know, uh, kept pursuing my dreams of my own because I'm like, you know what? Even if he is a ripoff, he saw something in me, mm-hmm. and the photographers that I worked with with him saw something in me, so I should probably look into this, and uh, you know, just kind of, kind of went from there. You know. Okay. Um, if if anyone can empathize
0: with, uh, especially in, with what I do, having you know an abstract. Uh, start an abstract life, an abstract dream, you know, profession. Um, It will be me. Uh, You know, I can completely understand how it's like to go into something, go into the unknown, so to speak, and, you know, just kind of dive
1: right in. That's what's so beautiful about, though. Like, you know, you you go on there completely uh, blindside, but the more things that you touch upon you know you just you make new discoveries left and right it's like you're living new day by day it's really cool
0: it really is. it can be um especially if you're a success at what you're doing
1: sure. um now granted
0: success can be found in you know many ways and be seen in many ways um obviously you're doing very well for yourself like i've mentioned several times i know that uh i think one of the last times we spoke uh you had told me that your goal, one of your personal goals, after you moved to Chicago, was to be able to live downtown mm-hmm. within a year of moving here, and you now live downtown in one of the most exp- expensive cities in the United States, um, which is no joke. Uh, so clearly, a success in some way, uh, at least financially, at what you're doing. So congrats to you on that.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a lot of that, and like all the other jobs that I do, like that help support me. You know, like some days modeling doesn't pay, it, and then other days, you know. The personal training does, or the Reiki does. Uh, so you know, it's constantly keeping my myself open to whatever you know opportunities knock on my door. now I know
0: that uh, with the modeling, like uh, you started in Ohio, as you said, and based
1: on, in Cleveland. Um, how long ago was that? Oh, how God. old were you? <clears throat> uh, it's probably been. What what really dates me and reminds me is I constantly see these like Facebook reminders, like this photo was three years ago or two years ago. And like, you know, I just like, oh my God, like I was doing that kind of stuff where I looked like that. Um, But I would probably say I've been doing it off and on for about three years and consistently for about two. Um, So, you know, it it is a slow build up, and I'm still not where I want to be. You know, I think everyone should always strive to to go further than what they already are at, because how else are you going to improve? But uh, yeah, man, like it's just uh, constantly uh, a learning curve. You know, I've got uh, a bunch of shoots. That's what I love about going out of town, first off, is when you come back, people are like, we got to shoot, we got to shoot. So like, I've got like five shoots in the next like week here that I'm really grateful to have. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, um, it, it's it's really cool, like you said, uh, with living downtown, because like, that's what I really wanted to experience was going from living in such a small town to the exact opposite and being in the heart of a big city. Absolutely. I, uh, see, I wouldn't, or no, I don't want to say I wouldn't.
0: Um, when I moved to Chicago, it's not so much that I'm from a small town, because I grew up in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, but in the last, you know, since I started wrestling, essentially, um, I had pretty much lived in, like, various small towns, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some small enough that they could be considered villages even, you know, that's how tiny they were, Um just backwoods just garbage areas and uh, I did all of these moves so that I could be close to wrestling or this is, th- it was the best decision for me to make for wrestling and then I moved to Chicago and everyone's like, oh this is a perfect city for you to live, uh, you're close to wrestling, you're close to the airports and I was like, this is has nothing to do with wrestling, this is for <laughs> me, uh, everyone was like, well why don't you move to the suburbs, it'll be cheaper and I was like, I don't want to live in the suburbs, I want to yeah. live in Chicago, in the city be in the city and near everything um so i completely understand that i i can empathize with you on that despite living not downtown uh if we're getting technical i live in uptown <laughs> so no one listening try and stalk me i'll have you arrested <laughs> legit
1: um but yeah like still in the city you know and then being able to be close to everything but that's, that's part of it, you know. I feel like it's a uh, it, it's a big motivator, you know, being able to be so close to whether you're in it or like just outside of the city, you know, because uh, it it reminds you of like the success that you can achieve and like you know what what to strive for, you know. Um, at least on my end, like I, walking on the skyscrapers, I'm like dude, like, you know, how much work, how much effort, you know, how much time was put into this and like, you know, how grateful I am that, you know, I can be in, in, in this area and, uh, uh, keep, keep, keep positive, you know, and like, if I'm, if I'm not saying anything like that's helped me with like where I've gotten in this, um, positivity, dude, like no matter how bad it got, no matter how many, you know, cause even though I have gotten plenty of gigs, you know, and like even the go-go dancing was kind of a step back um, because it, it just helped pay my bills until I you know started finding more things and I still do do it for fun and uh, for uh, cash flow but I've think the fortune I think I was doing it five days a week yeah and I'm doing it two days a week now just kind of for side stuff but um, keeping positive is like the thing that I can stress the most for anyone in any career. You know? And you're
0: sitting here with one of the most negative, cynical human <laughs> beings on the world. Um, I'm balancing you out. <laughs> positive. It, it is true, though. Like uh, I was just recently telling a friend of mine, actually the very first guest on this podcast, um... You know, we both battle depression very seriously and, um, you know, I see a lot of the stuff that he posts on social media and I I messaged him and, you know, I have my days too where it's just, it's, you know, they're just awful some days, you know, like it's hard when you're, when you're battling that. And I told him, I was like, sometimes, you know, he, he would ask me, he's like, how do you stay so positive? And I'm like, it's not that I stay positive really. It's uh, it's something that I remembered one of my favorite wrestlers saying before he passed away. uh, He was an alcoholic, Mm -hmm. and he he got sober, and he said, "Can I stay sober for the rest of my life? That seems impossible. But can I stay sober for today? I think I can do that."
1: Yeah. And Mm -hmm.
0: for me, it's always been uh, you know, can I be happy forever? Absolutely not. You know, you can't beat depression like that. Can I be happy for today? I can try. Yeah, you know, man. I can try and make that happen. So, like, even with, when a day happens like yesterday, when you know I had some stuff that just was weighing very heavily on me, could have brought my mood down. Mm-hmm. I just allowed to. I just allowed it to pass over. You know, and just you know, I'm gonna be happy today. You know, yeah. like I need to smile. I need to be happy. So when you're doing that, and then you do have a city like Chicago, where there is so much opportunity, you just have to find it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't come easy. You know, like right now, I'm in a, a very rough patch as well. Um, and it is hard to stay positive sometimes, but you just gotta, you have to move forward and try and not step back. So, uh, I commend you though, cause, um, living in Chicago is not easy. And, um, especially when you have an abstract way of living, you know, you're, you're modeling, you're go-go dancing, you're doing uh, personal training, you're doing massage therapy, you're doing Reiki therapy, you're doing these various things and they all could be, considered very abstract um you know and you're making it work in your own way so that's that's to be applauded in my opinion
1: well if there's anything man like we all have a body and we all have a mind and you know um we are our own business whether you work for someone else whether you work for yourself so what you put into it is what you're gonna get out and uh, i just personally i don't like abiding by like timelines and regular nine to fives like I'm a, a definite culprit of being consistently late so uh, you know. I, I can speak for that. I was there. I witnessed it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little rough, but uh, i uh, I would rather be on my own time so that I can you know. Not have that be as, uh, as, um, prominent of an issue, we could say.
0: This man might be late to his own funeral.
1: Oh, most definitely, yeah.
0: <laughs> they'll, they'll open the casket for the public viewing, and someone will call and be like, the body's on its way. Right,
1: exactly, <laughs> yeah, like, he's just kind of shooting craps down the road, you know, <laughs>
0: getting the little the last cash. Um, but yeah, like, so we, we met, pers- or excuse me, not personal training, uh, we met go-go dancing, excuse mm-hmm. me, um, at the Lucky Horseshoe, mm-hmm. and, uh... Really. I can't believe that it was in February of last year. It's yeah. insane to me. Um, I remember your first day. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely remember this. Um, I guess it does make sense because I remember um, you at one point were my relief on stage mm-hmm. uh, on this first night. And I remember you thought that I was straight. Um, you asked how much fun I was having. Um, You asked why I had, this is all coming back to me. I had uh, Valentine's Day decorations in my underwear that I was hanging out. And you were like, are you able to do this? Like, is everyone able to do this? Um, And I believe I told you that I thought you were hot. And you were like, well, I'm straight. So I was like, well, you're still hot. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, you had just moved. When did you move to Chicago? Because you said your first... The first gig at the Horseshoe was Valentine's Day, so... Yeah,
1: I moved February 8th, I believe. Um, And how I found out about the Horseshoe was... I love this story. Um, I was on my way to the gym um, from the Airbnb that I was staying at. Uh, A brief background on me moving out here, you know. Um, Also, anyone that's thinking about moving or escaping, like, the life that they have um, and pursuing something better. Uh, Don't wait for anyone, man. Because, like, I... Constantly got pushed back by other people canceling on moving with me. I wanted to move with a friend, so I felt secure and safe But eventually I just had to say fuck it and I left with a backpack and a suitcase took a, a megabus and rented an Airbnb for two weeks And I was like this will give me the proper timeline to find a job and housing by then and uh, lo and behold I was on my way to the gym and an Uber driver picked me up in a really shitty area that I had no idea where I was at. But I was like, these hooded figures and uh, you know, not so friendly-looking faces do not bode well for me. So uh, I like called the Uber. She picked me up. She's like, honey, you are in the wrong area. I'm like, I know. Get me the hell out of here and help me find a YMCA. Uh, I did that, and she was like, oh you're not from Chicago, what are you doing here? Like, uh, You know, you look great, da-da-da. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I act and model, like I'm trying to uh, get into that and break in the industry. She's like, well, you should go-go dance. And I know this place that you should audition at this Tuesday at 7 p.m. And I'm like, why not? I don't have any other leads for jobs, and that's what happens. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. It's very, very similar to
0: mine. Uh, I won't go through the regaling the tales that I talked about in the last episode, but very similar. Like, I moved here with a very... Uh, <laughs> um loose game plan and by that i mean i had none mm-hmm. so um no, the and it's the, it can be you yeah. know like you got to make it work and mine was the same thing like you you gave yourself about a week before you wound up there and i was about a week and a half two weeks so mm-hmm. um i think you and i might be the only people in the world that remembers their first days starting at the lucky horseshoe and then <laughs> go figure um right. but yeah you so you you were go-go dancing um and I mean, you still do it for fun, like you said. Um, what were your thoughts on it at first? You know, because I know for for me and for other people, you know, it can be a shock. You know, I saw, especially for a straight guy. Right. Um. I in my time at the Lucky Horseshoe, I saw a lot of uh, straight guys come in mm-hmm. who had good bodies or whatever, and they were just like, yeah, you know, it's going to be easy. I'm going to come and like show off my abs, and you know, I'm going to get tipped a bunch of money. if They don't realize that you're essentially providing service of some sort, you know, and a lot of people don't like to, you know, keep their hands to themselves. And if you're straight, you know, and you have a random creepy old gay man grabbing at your balls and, you know, trying to finger you in in front of people, um, it might not be the best thing in the world. And I saw a lot of guys, uh, come and go, you know, very quickly. So you were there for a while. What, What were your thoughts at first?
1: Yeah. Um, well, first off, um, uh, I've been in the service industry my whole life since I was 17. So serving, um, you know, um, uh, doing like parties and stuff like that, uh, even like lawn care stuff, being a lawn care applicator. Uh, but um, you know, uh, this was a, a a dive in a very different direction from all of that. Uh, but uh, I remember the first day that I was there, I had a I had a fucking blast. Like not gonna lie, it was Valentine's Day. I'm like oh man, like, the day for lovers, I'm <laughs> going to lose these men into giving me their money, I can't wait, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, not not in my uh, typical French accent, um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, basically, I, I was having a blast dancing on stage, because I do love to dance, and, like, I, uh, I feel like a lot of the people um, that do this are, are very uh, schemey, kind of, and, like... Who I'm, do go-go dancing? Yeah, who do go-go dancing. Yes. And even, like, the way that some of the people talk about the clients in the back, like, is very, um, you know, uh, ascending to me because they'll talk about what losers they are or, like, oh, this guy gave me 50 bucks. Like, what a fucking chump. That I like, first off, that's someone that you should be grateful to because he is paying your bills for nothing but having your company with you. Second off, you're an asshole, so fuck off. Um, but I honestly, like, had a blast. Um, I think that the energy that I put out attracts people that are more interested in, like, talking to me and, like, getting to know me rather than the physicality of it. I will say this, though. I can't remember if it was you or someone else, but I didn't know that we could give lap dances at the horseshoe until, like, three-quarters of the way through the night. Uh, I This could have been me because I do remember uh, you were, like,
0: you were basically giving lap dances without doing it and for no money. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I was, so confused. I was like, you can lost. get paid for this. Like, yeah. you're cutting yourself short right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember that. Um, so I uh, I end up I think I, I think I just directly asked you because I saw someone getting a lap dance in like this corner area or whatever in the horseshoe, and uh, I was like, can we can we do that? I think I was on stage and I grabbed you while you're walking by. Like, can we do that? Like he's like, yeah. It's like twenty bucks. A lap. I'm like, twenty bucks? What? Yeah. So I hustled like boom boom boom. I got eight lap dances in the last like hour of the night and made my money. But um, you know, learning that it was uh, it was a game changer. Sure. I I definitely I also remember
0: um, I believe it was you I could be wrong mm. but I remember you essentially giving a lap dance to a girl as well I did and I was like you could be getting money from her instead mm. of giving it for free
1: do you want the phone number or do you want the money so here's or
0: maybe you could do both
1: <laughs> right, exactly uh, double dip if you will um, here's here's what I've learned um, and. As a straight guy, I love women, etc. Um, very dangerous for you ladies to come in these clubs because, as a straight man, that isn't used to getting so much attention from girls outside of me being like in my bare. Bullshit. Either girls are shy or something else, but like I don't know. Like girls don't approach me. Guys always approach me. You know, so especially me working in boys' time and stuff like that. So you know, getting getting that attention is always nice, but. Uh, unless I'm completely shirtless and on stage. Girls don't typically be like, oh, my God, you're so hot or whatever, you know. But uh, I remember giving that girl a lap dance to try and provoke her to give me her phone number. I think I did. But uh, at the end of it all, um, you know, I think women just want the fantasy of being involved with a stripper or go-go dancer. And, uh, you know, like, Lo and behold, like, nine or of ten times when I get numbers from girls at the club, like, they don't text me back, which is, like, totally makes sense. But, uh, you know, who's going to get married and go out with this other guy? But they don't talk to me enough to know that i got other shit going on for me, so, like, they're lost. That's something I noticed uh,
0: when, when I was getting, uh, go-go dancing as well, because I don't do it anymore, um, is there would be people that would come in sometimes you know and you do strike up a conversation with them yeah and then you wind up just like oh you know i actually might enjoy getting to know this person outside of the club Mm -hmm. then you try and like flirt with them and this is me you know about with other guys you try and flirt with them and then they just assume that you're trying to get money off of them and i'm Mm -hmm. like ah, oh, man, like it's a hard, it's a, a very difficult line to, to walk because they think that you're trying to work and get money exactly, and you're actually interested, but then someone might be interested in you and you think that they're just complimenting you and like feeding you money. Like it's, 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 to, it's, it's confusing, you know? It's hard to read between lines. Yeah. So, um, but you moved on. Uh, you were at the horseshoe for what until the summertime, I think. Probably right, four
1: or five months. Yeah. I
0: know you. You had a kind of a nasty exit from oh, the horseshoe. Man. We don't have to go into it. Yeah, but, we're
1: not. <laughs> uh, the, the nasty
0: exit from the horseshoe, and um, at that point, you and I kind of uh, kind of had a. I was gonna say a split, and that makes it sound like we were like together. We, yeah,
1: rendezvous. I was gonna um, say falling out, but then like we, we didn't have, have a falling out. Here. Yeah, yeah. we still
0: free. we just we stopped seeing each other as frequently because there was a, a period of time when we were when we were dancing together where we saw each other multiple times a week. Um, we were hanging out as well because yeah, we go out after the club. Yeah, you think. know we were uh, the industry life. Sherman and I talked about it in the previous episode. Right. So. Um, you know, we were we we're going out. We were going to the clubs and things like that as well. Uh, sushi, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, I recently had pictures show up in my timeline. And I was like, man, I used to hang out with everyone so much. But um, <laughs> in that time since, um, you know, you and I have both gone on to do different things. Yeah. Um. I at at a period of time last year, work, working at a gym. Um. I would see you kind of infrequently. Um. With uh, who I assume is one of your clients, who I remember seeing at the Horseshoe. Yeah. Um. And uh, so I assume that's a personal training thing that came from
1: the point. There is opportunities everywhere. Exactly. Talk to someone, and I think at uh yeah the the massage clients and the Reiki clients that I met at in New Orleans, um were from the corner pocket. So you know, like I said, be a always networking for everything and networking exactly.
0: Make yourself a. You are always going to be your own best promoter. Exactly. So, um, but in that time uh, since you know it's. It's March now and, uh, you know, summer to this point. Um, I know you've kept yourself busy. You uh, you moved downtown. You're living with uh, another man who found his own form of success. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I don't think I'm putting on blast. I don't have to really say his name. But I've got to ask, how is it living with... Uh, Jackson Grant. Uh, yeah, Jackson Grant, who is uh, a,
1: um, a gay porn star. Um, it is... Uh, very, uh, interesting. Interesting. Um, love the guy to death. He's like a brother to me. Um, and, uh, he travels a lot. You know, it's, it's, yeah, some people probably won't believe this. Uh, we live in a very, uh, closed space. We're going to upgrade to, uh, probably a two bedroom next year, but we share a studio apartment in Streeterville, um, and there is a couch and a bed. And so... Some nights i will sleep on the couch, but it's a big bed, so like we share the bed most of the time. Um, and I grew up with three brothers, so like I'm no stranger to like three of us piling into one bed on in a hotel room for two, you know. So it really doesn't matter to me. But uh, he travels a lot, and so I get the apartment to myself frequent enough anyway. So you know, it makes it work. That's fair. Yeah.
0: I uh, any any interesting stories that comes from that type of situation? Because I can't even um, empathize with you on that.
1: I don't. I don't know. There are some stories, but I don't know if uh, Jackson would appreciate me saying that. <laughs> anything <laughs> filmed in your apartment. Nothing
0: filmed in your apartment, no, <laughs> that no. you know of. Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe when I've been out in the bottom of the town, but who? Who knows? Uh, definitely, we've made it. We've made it our, our home, though. I'm very. We're both. We. We also. He. I also met him go go dancing actually. Yeah, same. Uh, so we have a very, let's call it a dance oriented apartment. Like we've got the like, color changing lights. We've got Alexa that. Literally, her only purpose for us is to be our music hoe, and she just plays for him, Celine Dion and Mariah, and for me like Linkin Park and Breaking Benjamin. So I'd be more I'm I'm more on your music in here.
0: Um, I just just so you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would. <laughs> if figure if so. I ever came over, I'd be like, I need you to have your music on. Uh, I I don't need to hear Celine howling in the background. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. It's you know. It's to me. It's got to be a. A, more of a extension of that shock, that culture shock, you know, growing up in small-town Ohio, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure growing up you never thought that you'd wind up living in downtown Chicago with a gay porn star that you met while go-go dancing at a skeezy, you know, go-go dancing lounge, so... <laughs> you
1: know, from, from
0: humble beginnings. You <laughs> from know? humble beginnings, for sure, the exactly. rags to riches story. Exactly. Oh. Um, the
1: work on the riches part, but...
0: So as far as your, uh, your personal goals right now, I know you're still modeling, you're still doing your thing. Um, what are your end goals with modeling? Is that, is that
1: your end goal? Do you have another end goal for yourself career-wise, personally? So uh, modeling's longevity is short-lived. Uh, guys, it's a little bit longer than women uh, because ladies, sorry, we age better you know, That's true. Um, but uh, essentially I have been taking uh, acting classes, uh, last fall I took a Meisner one course from the artistic home, another, you know, thing out to them, uh, great, great, great school, and uh, I'm also taking classes for improv at Annoyance Theater. Um, I just went to the Annoyance for the first time last night. at so the there, right? I didn't. I didn't have a. Sh-
0: I'm sorry, I didn't see a show, but it was the first time I was actually inside of there. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I actually, have awesome sh- looking place. I actually have the showcase for my class. Uh, I believe it's March eighth. I think it's on a Monday. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, like it's it's a really cool. I think anyone could benefit from taking improv classes because it just makes you more open, comfortable in your own skin. It actually has helped me open up with my modeling a little bit more. So uh, the end game is to do the chain tatum thing, right? Like go from stripping, go go dancing to modeling and and going to you know movie star actor, dumb, if you will. But, uh you so know, are still young, you still got plenty of time. Uh, 26. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's young. <laughs> I am aging like a freaking wilted cabbage. Oh my goodness.
0: Uh <laughs> it's just be glad that you haven't put a bunch of miles on your body like I have. By the time I was 26, I felt like I was ready to die. So Oh man. <laughs> oh
1: man, not not doing much better now at 28 going on 29, but um do you want to be inter- you put yourself through a lot of uh, physical stress though man like I applaud you for that you know for for what you do in the entertainment industry you put yourself through the fucking ringer to make sure these people have a good show so. it's, it's awful it's
0: uh, but it's amazing at the same time I exactly. just I feel awful every morning when I wake up so um so kudos to you for for wanting to do something that's just as much on the entertainment side but without the uh, the violent end uh, <laughs> to your your physical nature mm-hmm. um, I think it's it's awesome. I took theater as well for uh, for four years and um, before I started wrestling, and obviously not as, as serious of a, of a class or anything like that, but it definitely helped moving forward with what I wanted to do, so I think it's awesome that you're doing that. Um, obviously, wish you luck as a friend. Um, Thank and you, buddy. I, you came to check me out one time wrestling. I will have to come check you out once you hit the stage, man. Oh, God. Like, I have to come <laughs> see, you know, come support my boy. Um Well, I think that's, I think that's awesome. So, um, at this point now, um, we have you modeling, we have you taking classes for acting, we have you go-go dancing on the side sometimes, uh, giving people therapy, giving people training, just doing many things, being a man about town. Um, right now, do you look at your life and and smile knowing that you're accomplishing many different things. You're, you're providing services to people in many different ways. And, uh, are you happy making people happy right now?
1: You know, man, that's really like all my, my life has been very much like a people pleaser, uh, which I'm also trying to work on. Um, but, uh, you know, um, I, I am very happy personally with where I'm at right now. Um, obviously striving to do better. Um, culture shock to my family and uh, parents that I go-go danced. And obviously I'm a little bit more open to it now. But I hope that, you know, they're proud of me too because obviously they're a big part of my life and everything like that. So, um, but, you know, uh, I just, uh, I never want to stop, man. Like, I just want to keep going. And, you know, as long as I don't uh, go back to my regular 9-to-5s and just keep working on, you know, the direction I'm going, I think that, you know, things, things will happen. I can't say where or when I'll, when I'll be doing them, but, you know. You don't mind the abstract life right now. Oh, man, no, I love it, because then I can take random trips to New Orleans from Mardi Gras, and I'm planning a a trip to, uh, Thailand in September, which has been put, once again, don't wait for anyone, because, uh, you know, I have a, I have a friend that was supposed to be taking a trip to Thailand with me, and, uh, you know, it's been tough to organize with him, so I'm probably just going to go on my own in September, but, uh, you know, man, just, just, Keep doing you and do what you fucking love, right? Because like you can't regret a day of your life if you do that. Find what you love and let it kill you. Exactly, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as someone said. <laughs> terrible as that sounds, I've never heard that end of it, but yeah. Yeah,
0: it's. Uh, I think that's awesome, and um, you're you're doing your thing. And like I said uh, several times, it's it's to be applauded because there's not many people uh, that have balls enough to to follow their dreams and their passions and you've got so many different interests it seems like. Um, Jack of all trades, man. Jack of all trades, Jack. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: You know, uh, too many people are afraid to do that and, um, you know, on my perspective now, knowing that I'll be done wrestling in June and having uh, this period of transition in my life. You know, I can look at someone like you and it's like you're doing so many different things, you're enjoying your life, you're smiling, you're happy, uh, and, and you're making memories and at the end of the day well, success, like I said, is is judged in many different ways. It can be viewed in so many different ways, but when you're on your deathbed and your life flashes before your eyes, like, I, I want to have a good story, you know? I want to have great memories that flash yeah. by, you know, as I as I take that last trip, so. Ryan, regret nothing. Ryan. I, well, I have plenty of regrets, but I want to yeah. regret, uh, n- I want to regret less. So, I don't want more things to regret. I just want to do things and, and, you know, smile, be happy, and laugh, you know, with my friends, myself, and whomever else is, uh, i 'm afforded the chance to have in my life, but um, for you uh, right now we've got to start wrapping this up um, <clears throat> you 're doing so many different things, and these listeners might be uh, might be sitting there with their interest peaked so I'm sure some of my listeners might be interested in seeing who this beautiful man that I'm talking about is, what he what he looks like, what he's doing. Um maybe there's someone in Chicago that's like, "Hey, I need a personal trainer." And maybe there's someone that's just like, "You know what? I feel like getting uh getting grinded on at some club, you know, by by this go-go dancer." So uh, go ahead and show yourself to the listeners. You have a uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I I don't
1: do the Twitter. Uh, I that's probably, a shame. I probably should start doing. You that. really
0: need to get on Twitter, man. It's uh, like one of the best tools. Social media is, I, is a big thing, and Twitter has got to be at the peak.
1: I know, man. Like that's probably where I lack the most. And it's like I I will have streaks where I'll post a bunch on social media, and then I'll be like, am I for a while? It's not that I'm not doing work. It's just like I just don't put it at the forefront. But it is the best way to network uh, and uh, connect yourself to other people. Um, you can find me on Facebook uh, at Jack Fogarty um, and my Instagram is the same. It's Jack underscore underscore, that's two underscores, Fogarty. Um, I'm trying to think here. Yeah, um, I don't have any other social media Oh, you could follow me on Snapchat. Um, there uh, the, you go. The Nugget 55. Uh, my cousins used to call me the Nugget back in the day. It's <laughs> this little, little crazy kid running around town, so I figured I'd keep that going. But uh yeah, that's that's uh all the plugs I can think of. Are you stuff. gonna
0: post anything uh scantily clad type stuff on Snapchat for any of the listeners? Snapchat on occasion
1: I'll take pictures from the go go dancing because I find it hilarious that I get paid to dance in my underwear for men. So I I did the same thing but uh and then it it became a lot.
0: So <laughs> there's very few pictures of me in the underwear on as, on Snapchat. As, as <laughs> yeah.
1: Spend, yeah.
0: There's plenty of pictures of me in my wrestling gear well, Yeah, it's close you enough. Got <laughs> working for that, you know. And yeah, uh, I, I before we we can wrap this up and conclude things I I got to tell you you got to get on Twitter. <laughs> that's that's going to be the one thing we take from this podcast, is you got to get on Twitter. Okay. okay. <laughs> it, it is a must. Uh, I'll get started, man. i to look into it. You do it. Um, it's been a pleasure sitting down with you and, and having you on the podcast. I'm glad that we uh, we got to have this conversation. Um, like I mentioned to you beforehand, it's just a conversation. It'll probably go by real quick, and here we are. We're almost 45 minutes in, and I think we had a, a good conversation. It's nice to catch up and yeah. and just get some of the story, a little bit of the stuff about you that I did not know beforehand, so... Um, if you're interested I'd love to have you back because there's plenty that I'm sure we can catch up on in the future so absolutely Um, good luck to you and your upcoming endeavors I know you are going to
1: be departing here right now and going to a shoot yeah are you going to be in your underwear um Man, they always want me shirtless. I need to find more people that want to take pictures of me with my clothes on. But, you know, it's all good. I work hard for what I do. So There you go. Um, it's, uh,
0: like I said, it's been a pleasure having you. I wish you the best of luck. And to everyone, check out Jack Fogarty. Show him some love. Show him some support. Uh, excuse me. Show him some support. Uh, and as always, I thank you for your support, tuning into the Money Talks podcast and giving me uh, an hour of your time every week. I appreciate it. Much love. Follow me on Twitter at Proud Caucasian. Hit me up on all social media at Proud Caucasian. You know I love you. As always, Matt the Money Cage signing off. Take care.